Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Live Sunday nights. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. <laughs> oh, that's so inappropriate. <laughs> Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. want to remind you, you can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. You'll find podcast links to all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page. And follow me on Twitter at John Whitmer, at John R. Whitmer. You get all the latest updates on the show. Dude looks like a lady. I guess he just had to. <laughs> what can I say? Uh, sometimes I pick them. Sometimes the producer picks them. And that fits, I guess. So over the past few years, athletes, coaches, and parents have been watching in disbelief as girls are being replaced on the winner's podium by boys who identify as girls at all levels of competition. It's happening here in Kansas as well, and the state legislature is trying to do something about it. The Fairness in Women's Sports Bill passed the legislature last year, but Laura Kelly vetoed it. Now the state Senate has taken up the bill again in the hopes that both chambers might be able to achieve the veto-proof majorities necessary to ensure passage. Joining us now to bring us an update on the bill is State Senator Renee Erickson. Renee, thank you for joining us again. It's always a pleasure having you on the show. Oh, John, thank you so much for having me on. Well, you are always welcome. You're a hero. You're a rock star. And we've got, you know, Rush Limbaugh had the gilded microphone. We have a Renee Erickson gilded microphone for you. So anytime you can come on this show. Oh, that is Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. Um, you know, Renee, we've we've all heard the stories of the the tran- transgender biological male who's dominating women's swimming in the Ivy Leagues. Um, but I, I, even I've heard some people who say, "Well, why do we need this in Kansas?" But it is an issue here, isn't it? Well, sure, John, it is. And um, if we if we know something's going to happen, it's happening across the country. According to Keisha, we know of at least 
five transgender students who are participating in Keisha activities. We don't know exactly what those are. But why would we let one biological female lose out on an opportunity unfairly when we know it's going to be an issue? We can take preventative measures to stop that and ensure a level playing field. So whether, you know, it's happened to one or 50, I don't know that that would change any of the opponents of um view on this and so i think that's just a false argument to say it, it's it's a solution in search of a problem no you're right and and the left really wants to make this all about trans kids and and you know and nobody wants to see anybody get picked on or feel marginalized but at the same time female high school athletes fear for their future with the inclusion of transgender men in sports, in particular, because losing to a biological male—I mean, tell me if I'm if I'm wrong—but couldn't I mean, that can mean missing out on crucial opportunities to compete in front of recruiters, to secure financial aid or scholarships that can help them with the heavy cost of college? I mean, there's just lots of opportunities that are being denied girls because there's a boy who's beating them, and the boys should be competing with the boys. Well, you're right, John. And the fact of the matter is that currently a biological male who identifies as a female and is allowed to participate on female teams has two teams they can play on. Yeah. Their biological team and the female team. If a biological girl um, loses an opportunity, she's out. No opportunities. I think most people recognize that's not right and that's not fair. No, you're right. And again, you know, I somebody asked me this, and if Michael Phelps began competing as a transgender woman, all you know, all hell would break loose. Nobody's talking so much about this, but the I think what this really comes down to is the just the biological fact that there is a they're they're placing these girls at a true competitive disadvantage. And it's not like you're trying to create any kind of an unfair environment or be mean-spirited. Again, I know that the opposition wants to make this about being mean or being uh, oppressive or denying opportunity. But really, who's being disadvantaged here are the girls who are trying to compete on what is now not a level playing field. Right. And and John one wants anyone to be mistreated. Make no mistake about that. Uh, bullying has occurred uh, for a number of reasons for many, many, many years. I mean, we've all seen it as we were growing up. It it doesn't make it right. It's not right. But to say that this is what's going to cause bullying for a particular group of students just, just kind of rings hollow. And I would say, what about the bullying of the female athletes that are losing their opportunity? What about their mental health? What about their lost opportunities? It impacts them in a way that they have no control over and that is unfair to them. And so if this were truly a bill about transgender students, John, we would just make it banning any transgender from participating on the opposite team. And that's not what's happening here. This is about um, biological boys wanting to compete on girls' teams because that is unfair. Yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out. Um we're talking with State Senator Renee Erickson. Renee, the I know the opposition. I know who you're dealing with. I dealt with them when I served in the legislature. They are a very small but a very 
loud, um, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and for lack of a better term, nasty group. They can be pretty vicious. I've seen, I mean, I know when I was in the legislature, I had death threats from this crowd. I've had uh, some of the, I've been the target of some of their uh, attacks in the past. How are you holding up? It can't be easy to, to have this type of, from a very loud but you know boisterous minority. I appreciate that, John, but, you know, I can take it. My concern is with the girls that may not have the opportunity that I did. Um, I have three beautiful granddaughters. I benefited from Title IX. I want them to have the same opportunities that I had. And that group is vocal because they can't argue the facts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They have to to result to name-calling and fear-mongering and painting people who support this bill as something that we're not. Um, So that's why I think they come out so vehemently against it. Um, And that all we're trying to do is make sure that there's a level playing field for everyone to participate. And that's what this bill does. I've seen polling. It looks like, I mean, the polling in support of the bill is, it's almost two-thirds of the state, you know, registered voters that support it. The status of the bill, from what I've heard, it looks like it'll pass the Senate. Dan Hawkins told me if the Senate passes it, they'll bring it above the line in the House. Do you feel confident that it'll pass? I think, again, we will get it to the governor's desk. I think she vetoes it. I'm Uh. more confident this year that we can overwrite her veto in the Senate. I don't know about the House. But, you know, John, all we can do is keep trying until we get it right. I will keep Or get a better governor. (laughs) Yeah. Kansas girls deserve it, and um, I'm confident with the Republican governor. We'll get it across the line. Renee, let me real quick, I I know we've got to let you run. In the last segment, I played my interview with Dan from this weekend's convention. He brought up some of the stuff that you guys have been working in the Senate, like the Taxpayer Bill of Rights and some of the other bills. You guys have been really busy over in the Senate. Um, Can you kind of give us a – a little bit of an update on the things that you guys are passing right now and that you're going to be heading, you know, sending over to the House for consideration? Well, we're hopefully going to keep the House busy here with some of the things we're doing. We have passed some really good. I'm proud of some of the, the tax relief we're passing with inflation at record levels. We're doing what we can at the state level to try to reduce that burden on um our parents who are trying to put food on the table and and uh, provide for their families. Um, we passed some tax relief for the elderly and veterans, some property tax relief. We will t- uh, do something with the sales food tax, I'm sure, uh, trying to make sure we can keep as much money in folks' pockets as we can. Um, so on, that's kind of on the fiscal side. Again, we have a lot of issues coming up on um the social issue side, including fairness and women's sports, a lot of education bills will be coming, um, including a parent's bill of rights that I'm very proud of. And hopefully that that will get across to the House. So, yeah, we're, we're going to be sending them a lot here shortly. Well, you know, hopefully they you guys have a slightly more conservative chamber. Part of it's just due to the numbers, I think. But hopefully the House can can, you know, do their part. The sad part is, again, Laura Kelly, what what does she do? She probably vetoes. She's got to pay her to her base to an extent, despite the fact that you know of late it sounds she talks like a Republican. Um, she's gonna she's gonna veto what she has to because she's got to placate her base. 
And it just it reinforces how important it is for us to make sure that we turn out our voters in November and vote her out. I think voters are waking up. They know that the left starts talking more conservatively in order to get elected. And I think they're realizing that talk is cheap. The yeah. governor vetoed the sales tax on food twice. And now she's out there trying to, to co-opt that issue and, and take credit for it when Republicans have been working for that for years. And so I think that uh, Kansans see through that. They're smarter than that. I feel like we're going to have a huge red wave, hopefully. Um, and so be able to implement some of these great policies that will help Kansas. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, even like with the COVID, most recently she was saying how Biden's policies don't work in Kansas. And yet for almost two years, all she did was in, implement Biden's COVID policies. But, you know, when it started to get uncomfortable for her, then all of a sudden now she's standing up to Joe Biden. It just I think you're right. I think that that is going to be hollow. I don't think the buyer, the the volunteer, the buyers that brings up Kamala Harris's comment. I don't think the voters are going to fall for it. And, uh, you know, we're just lucky that we have folks like you up there in Topeka who are fighting for us because Lord knows Laura Kelly's not going to do it. Renee, if uh, if folks are interested, if they want to get in touch with you, it's ericksonforkansas.com, correct? That's it, John, and uh, happy to visit with anyone and uh, work together to uh, make Kansas the best it can be. Well, we appreciate you as always, Renee. Thanks again. I'm glad you made it back down and back up to Topeka in time. Drove carefully, and we appreciate you, Renee. Carry on the fight. I sure will. Thanks for having me, John. We'll take a quick break, and then we want to hear from you. Our phone lines are open, 316-869-1330. Give us a call. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. We'll be back right after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.